welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, Mylin, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Hey, West Virginia. Are you ready to get down to business? Welcome to Positively West Virginia. Each week on our podcast, we interview West Virginia business leaders and share their business success stories with listeners just like you in West Virginia and to mountaineers across America. We publish these stories on iTunes and through several several strategic print publications such as the State Journal, as well as numerous news websites throughout West Virginia. Our goal is to help educate and inspire our audience who are interested in West Virginia business with these positive success stories. This week, we're going to learn about Dee and Angie Calger, and they're the founders of the Custard Stand and Custard Stand Food Products. Dee and Angie, are you ready to get down to business? We are. Yeah, we're ready. All right, guys. Dee and Angie, I'm so glad to have you on our show to talk about your company. Dee and Angie Calger opened the Custard Stand in 1991 as a takeout dairy bar restaurant in Webster Springs, West Virginia. Of course, that's in Webster County. The Calgers used a century-old recipe to create, uh, that was created by Angie's grandfather as the chili for their hot dogs. And as you can imagine, if, if you've ever had it, you can attest it is awesome, and they won the hearts and stomachs of their, uh, of their customers. And in 2003, the Calgers, who are longtime entrepreneurs, converted the, a three-bay car wash behind their restaurant into a USDA-approved production facility and launched Custard Stand Food Products. An interesting note, in 2016, and I think this is awesome, the Calgers pitched the hot dog chili and chili soup on ABC's award-winning reality TV show, Shark Tank. Love that. That's so cool. Hopefully we'll get into that a little bit as well. Custard Stand Hot Dog Chili is available at Kroger, Sam's Club, Walmart, IGA, along with smaller chains and independent grocery stores in more than 18 states in America. D and Angie. Take a minute, fill in some gaps from that brief intro, and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your personal life. Well, we have three children, uh, three adult children. Our oldest daughter, Alyssa, works uh, the Custard Stain Flatwoods restaurant. Our middle daughter, Lindsay, is a beautician. And our younger son, Guy, is a uh, photographer, does a lot of work for us. He does videos and, and photography and does a lot of work for us. Um, we have three grandchildren yep. as well, yep. two boys and a girl. And love to have them up here at the office and hanging out. But we spend a lot of time, D. Yeah, I really love the outdoors. I like to hunt and fish. And, uh, of course, I enjoy going to Mountaineer games. I'm, you know, a super Mountaineer fan. So, you know, I really enjoy the sports, football, basketball and stuff. But, you know, my, my real passion is, is hunting. So Wonderful. Well, guys, I got to ask, how, did, how in the heck did you get started in the food business? So you got this recipe from Angie's grandfather for chili sauce and so take us from take us back you know back to those days and how did the heck did you get started in this business well when we were uh, kids growing up in our in our small town here there was a dairy bar in town it was actually called Elsie's Dairy Bar but us as kids growing up we all called it the custard stand and we loved going there and getting the the hot dogs and the shakes and when it shut down we really missed it so you know and uh yeah we we missed it uh and and the people here missed it 
So, you know, we went to her aunt, you know, we knew the recipe was her granddad's and, and, uh, you know, we began looking for a second income stream. I taught school and D was a truck driver and we were looking for something else that we could do, you know, to give us a little bit more money and something that we thought we knew a little bit about. And we didn't know a whole lot about restaurants, but I'd been a waitress for a long time and done some different things. And we just went to my Aunt Lucille and got the recipe and began making hot dog chili and running a restaurant at the age of about 25. We had a lot of help and that was a good thing, but it kept us busy. Excellent. These days they call that the side hustle. So that was your side hustle. <laughs> that yeah, was. Right. That was our side hustle. Yep. Awesome. Well, guys, what, in, in 30 seconds, give us your elevator pitch for Custard Stand, uh, the, re- the Custard Stand restaurant, and then Custard Stand food products. Um, custard Stand restaurants are not fast food. We're what fast food used to be. That's one of the things that we're fond of saying. We offer takeout meals, uh, indoor seating, ice cream, hot dogs, burgers, fries, very nostalgic look to our restaurant and feel to our restaurants so that you remember, you know, what it was like growing up in the good old days. Although we do, you know, try and keep a current vibe as well. We have Wi-Fi at most of our locations and um, we do some delivery. Webster Springs does some delivery. The other locations don't do delivery, but, you know, we're looking at that for some of the other locations. Our Custer Stand food products is an all beef hot dog chili. We make it the same way you'd make it at home. We just make, how much did we make last year, Dean? Uh, 600,000 pounds. About 600,000 pounds of it a year. <laughs> wow. Jeez. That's unreal. Awesome. Way to go, guys. That's very cool. Very cool. I love it. I love your 30-second elevator pitches. Excellent stuff. Angie, what would you say you're, you know, you're most excited about right now for your companies? Um, we, we have some new graphics coming out on our tub labels for Custer Sand Food products. We're real excited about that. We're excited that, you know, we're going to have a little bit different look, same look, same consistent colors and that sort of thing, but a little different look on the store shelves. We have a new promo that we're doing that's uh, hashtagged on Facebook as Chili Your Meal. And so we're trying to talk about the different the, the versatility that custard stand hot dog chili holds it's not just the hot dog chili it's a great staple item keep it in your fridge or freezer all the time you can do sloppy joes you can do loaded up baked potatoes you can do a mashed potato bar you can use it for taco filling taco salads nachos chili cheese fries i mean the it list is endless we have recipes on our website at custardstand.com and those recipes are all customer driven recipes things that our customers have submitted to us so that people can, you know, get a little more use out of that hot dog chili. If you've got a little bit left over, don't throw it away. Throw it in something you're fixing. Heck, throw it in spaghetti sauce, anything like that. I saw uh, on your website, stuffed crust chili dog pizza. My lands. Who came up with that one? <laughs> we we actually, we, that I do not remember, but it was a customer recipe. They sent it in to us. Um, we used to give credit on the page to the, to the you know, developer of the recipe, and then we just kind of got away from that. But we've made all the recipes that are on that page in some form or fashion. We've made and sampled all the recipes that are on that page. So That's excellent. My Way personal favorite is the Southwestern-style tortilla chip dip. Excellent. Dee, how about yours? What's your favorite? I, I'm still the, just uh, hot dogs with uh, chili and, and onions, and then I like to throw some black pepper on there. <laughs> That's my favorite. Absolutely. I I, I got to tell you, um, 
I don't eat a lot of hot dogs, but when I do, it's custard stand chili for sure. And I like a little yellow mustard. And I, I, I'm i kind of old school in this. I like a little slaw on my dog. Well, that's the way my wife eats them. She likes slaw on hers. And not mustard. Not mustard. No, it's slaw. <laughs> and, and then we get a lot of people here that uh, just, just gets the chili on a bun. They don't no have hot dog wiener. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's different strokes for different folks, as they say, right? Yeah, and we right. have people that'll tell us, oh, I don't eat hot dogs. I'm not trying your chili. Well, you don't have to eat hot dogs to try our chili. Just like I said, the versatility of that item, you know, you can do chili buns. You can do chili on top baked potatoes, mashed potatoes, anything along those lines. Awesome, man. That's great. That's excellent. So one of the questions I, I really like asking on this on the show is, as a business owner, what is your worst business moment that's happened so far? Because I think there's a lot that can be learned and, uh, you know, by some of those uh, adverse adverse uh, conditions and things like that that happen. So I, I want to ask both you guys, and either one of you could take it, but what is your worst business, business moment with either the restaurant or the food product business? Um, probably the worst. We talked a lot about it, and, you know, being on Shark Tank and not getting a deal was was something that was not good. It was not a good moment for us, but it probably is not the worst thing that happened to us. We had a, a truck hit our facility um, in 2012. And that probably was the, that probably was the worst thing that happened to us. We had an employee that was injured. Um, and what that did was that led us to, you know, begin a fight for what we thought needed to happen. We're in a hairpin curve in Webster Springs. There are two hairpin curves on a mountain. We're at the bottom of the hill. And so we'd had several Slight, you know, minor accidents, did a little bit of property damage, maybe did damage to a vehicle in the parking lot or something like that. Someone would lose their brakes. Someone would come, you know, off the hill too fast. Someone would miss the curve completely and just, you know, drive out through the parking lot. But um, when the Lowe's truck hit the building and we had, you know, had some things going on, we we're trying to figure out, you know, what do we do next? Where do we go from here? What do we do now? And and we just didn't quit. We didn't quit. We didn't give up. We began working with the Department of Highways. You know, we'd made some calls, but hadn't had anything happen. And we began working earnestly with the Department of Highways. We went to Charleston and met there with the, the division director two or three times. We began to involve some of the people from the Weston office um, to try and get some signage on the hill coming down to our location, you know, for the trucks to slow down, for the, you know, um, some lighted signage so that, you know, we had an accident once when it was foggy. So we asked for some lighted signage and some different things like that. And it took a while. It took us probably 18 months, but we were successful and we were persistent. You know, we just didn't quit. We didn't go away and we're able to make some of those things happen. Which in the end, you know, made the made it safer for the whole community. It wasn't just us; it made it safer for the whole community. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Angie, what you know? Tell us what's what's your big takeaway from that one sentence? Can you sum it up? Um, when you know you're right, be persistent and don't quit. Go as high as you have to go to get the results that you want. Dee, I'm going to ask your your opinion on this question. What would you say is the best thing about being in business in the state of West Virginia? Ah. Uh, being in the state of West Virginia, you know, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm just so proud, you know, to uh, be a West Virginia citizen, born and raised here, and to manufacture my, my product here in within the state, and then to be able to market it and sell it outside of the state, and it still, you know, have that name 
manufactured in West Virginia on the container. You know, I'm super proud of that. Absolutely. Angie, what, what's your thought on that as well? Well, the support, you know, that we have from this area is amazing. We've had, you know, assistance from the Department of Agriculture, the State Journal, the news publications. Um, there was a writer at the Charleston Gazette named George Homan years ago that, you know, wrote about us as often as he had the opportunity. And so being a business owner in West Virginia, the support that you have from the different entities, plus it allows us to stay home and it allows us to provide jobs in our community. That's something that's very important to us is, you know, giving back to the state or the community in some fashion or the other. And, you know, I'm telling you that we employ 10 people at our food products location and 14 people in our restaurant. So we employ 25 people in Webster County, just ourselves. Right. And I think there's only like 750 people in the population of Webster Springs or something. So that's fantastic. You... That's important for us. That's... <laughs> Webster Springs, you're probably right. The county population is probably about eight or 9,000. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's excellent. I want to I want to ask you a little bit about the Shark Tank experience because I mentioned it at the open and you mentioned it a few minutes ago. But talk a talk a little bit about how how did that whole thing happen? I mean, obviously, I, I mean, I, I I'm interested in learning like how did you get on the show and then talk talk a little bit about the uh, the actual experience of that. What's well, funny? I was listening to XM Radio yesterday and there was an ad on the radio for Shark Tanks. Um, they're around the United States, they're recruiting people, and there was an ad. And I'm thinking, wow, I don't remember when we did this, them advertising, you know, for people to come to the open call events and, and do it. But we did not do that anyway. Um, we submitted a one-paragraph email in February. We got an answer on April Fool's Day. So obviously we didn't think it was true, but we, we got a call on April Fool's Day and said you're being considered for Shark Tank. And we went through the process. There were two or three, you know, different, we, they called them rounds and they would say, you advance to the next round, please send this or please do this. We did a conference call. We did a video. <laughs> we filled out more paperwork than you could shake a stick at and sent all of that stuff back in. And we finally filmed in June uh, of 2015. We did not get a deal. Um, we came home knowing that we didn't get a deal. And so we were a little upset with that, but we, got a call in July and they wanted to come to Webster Springs. They wanted to come to our home state of West Virginia. As far as we know, we're the only company from West Virginia that's ever filmed and aired on Shark Tank. And so they wanted to showcase us in part of a home episode. So they came, uh, finally came in November. They were here and filmed with us. They did our home. They filmed with us at home. They filmed with us at the restaurant and then um, went back and we didn't hear anything from a little while for a little while. And then finally, Around the 1st of February, we got a call, and this was a full year later. So this was 2016. We got a call that said, hey, you're going to air on February 26th or 27th. And then they ended up backing us up and airing us on a Sunday night. At that time, Shark Tank's night was Friday night, but they ended up airing us on a Sunday night following the Walt Disney World anniversary special. And we were part of the Made in America episode, which we were real proud of. Yeah, and they said a lot of great things about us. I mean, it, it was... Uh... It was a really great experience. I mean, it was something that we would do again. I mean, it was tough, like she said, getting there. You know, took, the whole process took almost a year. But uh, but in the end, it was really worth it. You know, it has helped our company. You know, so, uh, you know, we would do it again. Yep. Well, thank you for sharing that story. Very cool stuff right there, guys. It's time to take a quick 
break in the action here on the podcast and mention some of our incredible sponsors. The State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. It's the support we, re- we receive from these organizations that allows us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia, including Custard Stand. All right, Dean and Angie, let's get back to it. Guys, what's the vision for your company long-term? What do you see on the horizon? I, I always see uh, the, the big picture. I'm always looking to be a national company. You know, we've demoed our product, you know, in several different states, and, and we very rarely have somebody that, that doesn't like our product. I mean, you know, we've demoed to thousands of people. We've had translators at certain events. You know, and even people in other countries like our product. So, you know, and that's one thing they did say on the sh- on the show, Shark Tank. They thought we were a regional product. But, you know, after... Hot dogs are not regional. Yeah, yeah, looking back at that, we don't think it's really regional. And we know, we know that our product is really versatile. And, and, and people everywhere like chili. Everywhere. We also ship online, Jim. And we ship to, we ship to all the states. You know, we ship routinely. We ship to Florida, Texas, California, Washington State, Massachusetts, you know, routinely. And so you're covering all the corners of the United States at that point in time. So we definitely are, you know, not the, the different types of chilies might be regional. You know, Texas likes a, a hotter with beans and different things like that. But, you know, chili is definitely not a regional product. So, But, the, you know, the, the, the overall picture is growth. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's what that's what we want. And we'd like to have some additional franchise locations. We, you know, we've been working on our franchise locations and always looking at that. And you know, what can we do to make that better? And how can we how can we add more custard stands? We have a lot of people wanting us to put in additional custard stands, but you know, we're just a two person show, and that makes it a little difficult. <laughs> yeah, maybe somebody that's listening to this will see that as an opportunity. Absolutely. Well, our son is in Morgantown, and he we've actually gone on High Street, looked at some things. Um, we do have the, the um, Sandwich U up there. The restaurant called Sandwich U is going to start carrying and serving custard stand hot dogs. We met with those guys a couple weeks ago and, you know, um, hoping to make some things happen with them. But, we you know, we did look at some property up there and, and talk some numbers. But, again, it's just it's a hard thing to do. Like I told you, we've got those grandkids, and that keeps us busy and trying to keep everything, you know, moving forward with food products. So I don't really want to take the focus off of that, but we'd love to talk to somebody about putting a customer stand in up there. Guys, what's one piece of advice you would give to maybe somebody who's a young business person or an entrepreneur uh, who's thinking about starting their company that uh, here in, here in West Virginia, what's one piece of advice you would give them? Um, I, I would tell them to, you know, not take no for an answer. When you get a no, find out what the reason is behind the no so that that helps you grow and become a better person, a better business, not necessarily a better person, but a better business. We had a company tell us no um, three different times before they finally told us yes. And each of the times that they told us no, it helped us improve the product that we were offering. I would also tell them to not be afraid to take a, you know, a risk or a chance. You know, that's, yeah, you, you, you've got to, you have to be able to take, I mean, you have to take chances to be a, an entrepreneur and you, you know, you have to be willing to work. I mean, you know, that's, that's part of it. I mean, a true entrepreneur, you know, you're kind of like married to your, your project, your job, whatever. You have to work your, your, your 
interest. Yep, your business. Love it. Yeah, I, I always say, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a, as a small business person, I get to work half days. And people look at me like, what? I'm like, yeah, 12 hours minimum. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's minimum. I mean, <laughs> Angie, I, I love your advice. And, you know, I think uh, one of the things I always keep in the back of my mind is when somebody says no, uh, what I hear is not yet. That is true. Angie, what, what's one thing you do every day that you think contributes your, to your success and your company? Um, I check my email and all of our Facebook pages first thing in the morning. As soon as I get up, usually usually from the bed, I check those things first thing in the morning to, so that I know what else I need. I check my calendar so that I know where I'm supposed to be and, and what I'm supposed to be doing. It doesn't often help. Sometimes I still tend to run late on a regular basis, but you know, I think that gym is just more because I think I can do more than what I can actually do. So that's <laughs> not that I think I'm more important than anybody else. I just think there's more, you know, I have more things to do and that can do. And then I don't get to all of those. So we put in the parking lot today to talk to you at five minutes till two. I had my aunt at a doctor's appointment this morning. So, you know, I worked the whole time while she was in the doctor's appointment. I worked while I was in the waiting room. I worked, you know, in the car on the way home and that sort of thing. So D, what's one resource that you use in your business that you just can't live without? Oh, I'm uh, YouTube. I, that's you know, I, 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 YouTube's a big resource for me. If 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 I if I can't fix something or can't solve a problem, I go to the internet and you know, and YouTube. Believe it or not, you know that's 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 my biggest resource. Excellent, guys. What's one book that you would recommend uh, for aspiring business people or aspiring entrepreneurs in West Virginia? Well, you know, this one kind of gave me a little bit of trouble because I read a lot of books, but I read recreationally to take me away from business to get my mind off of it. If I'm stuck on something, I'll pick up one of those trashy romance books or something like that and read those. Um, Mostly what I tend to read for entrepreneurs or would recommend for entrepreneurs are the email marketing newsletters. Um, In our industry, it's the Smart Brief, it's the Restaurant Smart Brief, and we get um, probably six or eight newsletters that come into my email inbox every day, um, you know, that, that tell me what's going on, current trends, the industry standards. We get an email from the National Specialty Food Association. We follow the Shelby Report, um, you know, some different things like that that we use. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Guys, if you could meet anyone in the state of West Virginia who could help your business get to the next level, who would that be? Well, we, we've, we've met a lot of officials and, and, you know, celebrities, politicians from West Virginia in our capacity. There's a young man from Webster Springs, Josh Stewart, that's an actor that, you know, we've met and talked to. Um, what, what, we, what I'd like to meet is I'd like to meet whoever is in charge of buying for all of the state entities like the jails. Um, you know, the, the federal prisons, the West Virginia contact for that, you know, our son-in-law works at at a federal prison. So I'd like to meet the, the contact person. And I haven't found out who that is yet, Jim, but I'd like, if he's out there listening or she's out there listening, you know, call me. I want to talk to somebody about getting my hot dog chili in more locations. So that's who I'd like to meet. Great. Great. Let me ask you guys in terms of, um, you know, we talked a little bit about uh, the great opportunities. What are, what are the, some of the challenges you face in, in your company? Uh, you know, you guys have a vision. You have a, 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 a direction that you're heading in. You want to grow this thing and employ more people and keep your business in West Virginia. But taking your product nationally, what are some of the challenges you have right now? 
Our biggest challenge right now has recently has been transportation. Most of the large retailers, you know, our product is available at large retailers like Walmart, Kroger's, and Sands Club, Food Lion, you know, IGA, those stores. But it's also available at small independent retailers and grocers, uh, the um, Food Fair chain in Huntington owned by West Virginians. Those are all those, you know, great chains of, of people have our product, the small people, you know, small chains, small groups have it as well. But our biggest issue right now has been transportation. We are facing um, some changes in the, the requirements that our larger retailers, you know, they are requiring an on-time and full delivery and a, a certain percentage of for, for us for that. And we are a small company dependent on LTL carriers, and that makes it a little difficult for us because of where we are in the West Virginia mountains. It takes anyone two hours to get to us. You know, you come an hour down the interstate and then an hour up uh, two-lane road just to get into West Virginia, into Webster Springs to pick up our product and ship it back out. So that's, you know, one of the biggest issues that we're facing right now. Well, we do have some calls into some uh, cold storage facilities and, uh, you know. Yeah, we're looking for yeah. some workarounds and some alternatives to, hey, can we put product somewhere that's going to make it easier to pick up? We don't want to leave this area because that is, you know, one of our goals and one of our visions for the company is to provide employment in Webster County and in our area. So we don't want to just move our plant closer to the interstate or, you know, something like that. But have you guys ever have you ever met uh, Lisa Allen up in Wheeling? I don't believe. That would be a good connection. Uh, she is the uh, president. Do they have the popsicles? Yes, they own okay, Budget the- Saver. Yeah, they have uh, they have similar uh, transportation issues because they're you know selling shipping popsicles and or I shouldn't say popsicles. They're actually called ice pops across the country from Wheeling. You know, it's pretty pretty interesting. You guys both have a similar challenge. Well, guys, it, this has been awesome having you on. Uh, I want to take a few minutes and, and offer an opportunity if there's anything that I haven't uh, asked you that you'd like to get out there to the to the listeners today. Uh, you can certainly you know, add anything. Did I miss anything that uh, that's relative to your story that's important? Um, just, you know, we always try and direct people to our Facebook or our, our website if they have questions, custardstein.com. We have a store locator on there, Jim, that's kind of neat. You can put your zip code in and it'll tell you what stores near you have Custardstein hot dog chili. We try and keep that as up to date as possible. And then we do a lot of, like I said, online shipping, online orders. We direct customers to the recipe pages. We have some chili gear, some chili swag, we call. We've got some hats, some T-shirts, some beanies and stuff like that. But we market just to, you know, help keep our name out there and in people's minds. I love it. And we'll make sure that we have all those links uh, to your social media and and uh, and your website in the show notes of the of the episode as well. Make sure folks can have a have easy access one one click away from your amazing products. And I, I can tell you, we have a uh, my wife's family has a large family reunion every year, and one thing that's always on our shopping list from people that are coming around, from around uh, you know out, outside of the state of West Virginia is custard stand chili. We we buy that stuff by the tubs at Sam's Club. So absolutely great. That's one of the neat things of being in a store and seeing it in somebody's grocery cart. I was in a Walmart yesterday afternoon, and the lady behind me was checking out, and I asked her if I could take a picture of her buggy, and 
you know, she had some kids with her and she's like, oh, don't yeah. get my kids in a picture. And I was like, sure, no problem. But, you know, she, she wanted us, you know, she was fine with us taking a picture of her buggy. And as we were, we, my aunt and I ran into Sam's club this morning to pick up a couple of things. And as we were going in, the lady coming out had only a tub of custard stand hot dog chili in her hand. So I know she went to Sam's just to get that three pound <laughs> tub of hot dog chili. So awesome. that's pretty cool. Yeah, and that then is, being that is proud very of, cool. Yeah, we are the official chili of uh, West Virginia Athletics also. So, yeah, that's, that's we're pretty proud of that. Yeah, absolutely. You, you guys, I tell you, it's, it's an inspirational success story for sure. Uh, the custard stand and the custard stand uh, food products. You guys are really doing great work around West Virginia and all over the country with this with your vision of uh, providing, you know, this amazing food uh, staple that we all should have in our freezers. Right. And refrigerators. So. Great job, great job. I'm very proud of you. Great to get to know you a little bit on this uh, on this interview. Um, and folks, I just want to say that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like Dee and Angie Calger and the custard stand. Our hope is that we in some way inspire and teach our audience by sharing these success stories in West Virginia. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. And of course, we really appreciate all the comments and encouragement you guys send us each week. Of course, we encourage you to share these stories too on your social media channels. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. 